Welcome to The Heart Zone, featuring George Cannon. This broadcast is a time of teaching and encouragement from Kerwinsville Christian Church. For more information, we invite you to visit us on the web at www.kerwinsvillechristian.org. And now for a message from The Heart Zone. Here's George Cannon. You know, guys, we've been going through the Gospel of Matthew, and we're up to chapter 6 now. We're still in the Sermon on the Mount. And we've been looking at, we've looked at some heart issues in chapter 5 that Jesus was addressing. We're now looking at some proper motives. And, you know, he went through different motives, our service, our prayers. Last week we looked at the model prayer And now he's going to talk about forgiveness. Now, why does he bring up forgiveness all of a sudden? Because the very next topic, he's going to talk about the issue of fasting. Why all of a sudden does he take a moment to talk about forgiveness? Well, if you remember, in the model prayer that he gives, if you have your Bibles there, you can look with me, and you'll see in verse 12, he says, forgive us our debts, that's forgive us our outstanding issues, and then he says, as we forgive our debtors. And it's almost like Jesus understands that when it comes to the issue of forgiveness, he's got to give a little bit of an explanation to us. So the next two verses, which is what we're going to look at today, in verses 14 and 15, he's going to talk about the issue of forgiveness. He's going to make two brief statements that we're going to unpack this morning, because the reality is, is I don't, I don't know if you're aware of it, when I said that we all struggle with this issue, somebody could say, well, I don't struggle with that issue, or I don't struggle with this issue, but when it comes to the issue of forgiveness, I'm going to tell you right now, every single one of us here struggles with that issue. Am I correct in saying that? Because the fact of the matter is, is when you deal with human beings, whether it's family, whether it's people you work with, whether it's somebody you don't know, Sooner or later, somebody is going to do something that, what, hurts you. Somebody is going to offend you. Somebody is going to hurt you. And the most difficult thing for you and I is trying to deal with that. Do you understand what I'm saying? And then being told that because you are being forgiven by Jesus, you now need to forgive them. I'm going to tell you right now, that's a struggle sometimes. Do you understand what I'm saying? It is a struggle sometimes to forgive people. So we're going to look today at what Jesus says about it. Now, before we look at what Jesus says about it, I think it would be pretty good for me as a pastor to kind of explain to you about forgiveness by addressing some of the lies that we embrace. See, because when we talk about forgiveness and when we look at the issue of Jesus telling us to forgive other people... It's not that clear cut. Do you understand what I'm saying? So like when I mention the word forgiveness, immediately you have a concept in your mind that appears. Maybe it's something that you've taught, been taught. Maybe something that you've heard. But somehow you've come to believe a certain concept about what forgiveness is. And I'm going to be honest with you. After dealing with people now, I've been in ministry a long time, pastoral ministry over 20 years now, I have come to realize that a lot of people, when they think about forgiveness, they've embraced some kind of lie. And by embracing that lie, listen to me, they find it hard to forgive. Because they say, I can't do that. There's no way. So what we're going to do is, I'm going to present to you four lies. We're going to recognize the lies through four statements. 
And then we're going to look into God's word and what it says here. So what's the first one, George? Well, I think the first one is probably the one that a lot of people believe, but they need to deal with it and realize that this is not what forgiveness is. So first of all, forgiveness is not forgetting the offense. Forgiveness is not forgetting the offense. Have you ever heard that? Once you forgive someone, you need to forget what they've done to you. Have you heard that before? You'd be surprised how many people would admit that. They'll say, yeah, that's true. I've been, you know, I'm supposed to forgive and forget. Listen, I'm going to tell you something. You can't forget. There's only one person who forgives and forgets. Who's that? Jesus, God. He's the only, because first of all, it takes God to be able to do that. You've heard it said that elephants have memories. Do you know what I'm saying? Your memory is far better than an elephant. And trust me, I can tell you right now that there are certain things that you do not forget. Like for me, I, you know, my wife laughs at me. She sends me to the grocery store. She tells me I need you to pick up these five things. She may even give me a list. And I have a piece of paper or I have a text that says, pick up these things. And, and I'll go and I'll come back and I'll be like, try if I went to the store and got what you wanted. And then she'll say, well, where, where's this? And I'll be like, well, what, what do you mean? Okay, so you, know, you might forget something insignificant about that, but I'm going to be honest with you. Here's what you don't forget. The traumatic experience that you experienced at the hands of somebody else. You don't forget that. You don't forget the hurt. You don't forget the pain. You don't forget what people did to you. Do you understand what I'm saying? And so even as I mentioned that, somebody may have done something to you if you're old enough 20 years ago. It's fresh like it was yesterday, is it not? And so somehow in our churches, we've come across this concept where people are saying to you, well, you forget it. You should be forgetting it. No, 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 no. You don't understand. You can't forget. You're not God. He doesn't want you. In fact, you'll not see anywhere in the Scripture when it comes to the issue of forgiveness that he tells you, listen to me, to forget it. He doesn't tell you that. Do you understand what I'm saying? He doesn't tell you that. That's the first, that's the first lie. We ought to recognize that, you know, that forgiveness is not forgetting the offense. Here's the second one. You maybe never considered this before, but I'm going to throw it out there for you. Forgiveness is not reconciliation. Well, what do you mean by that, George? Well, sometimes we can convey the attitude that if you forgive someone, that means you've made up with them and you guys should be buddies again. That's what reconciliation is. I'm going to tell you right now, forgiveness is not reconciliation. Forgiveness is, is only requires one person to do it, the person who needs to forgive. Reconciliation requires two people. Forgiveness is a part of reconciliation, but it's not reconciliation. Do you understand me? Forgiveness is a part of reconciliation, but it's not reconciliation. Because here's the problem. Some of you here believe that it requires you interacting with the person who did you wrong and that the true forgiveness isn't going to happen until there's reconciliation. I'm going to tell you right now, that may never happen. I'll give you a couple of reasons why. Number one, the person who hurt you may never think that they've hurt you or that they've done anything wrong. So why do they need to reconcile with you? Do you know what I'm talking about? They've hurt you deeply, but as far as they're concerned, they haven't done anything wrong. I remember, you know, Lori and I, when we pastored in Canada, we pastored in this church for four years, 
And why we left is because of the involvement of some other pastors in our ministry. And they did some things that were wrong, and we ended up having to leave. Now, I'm going to tell you right now, that was a very hurtful thing to me. And I was really struggling with whether or not to forgive these other pastors. And I remember within a year, we weren't even here a year yet as your pastor here. Man, we've been here 14 and a half years now. And we weren't even here a year yet, and somebody in the old church died. And we loved this family very much, so we went to the funeral. So there I am in, in the funeral home, in the viewing line, and I'm, 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 I'm waiting my turn to go up to express our condolences. And, and you know how you don't pay attention to things, what's going on. And, and I just happen to turn around, and right behind me is one of the pastors who did us wrong. The guy I'm struggling with forgiveness with. I had to come to a conclusion. I mean, because right then I thought, I'm just going to leave. I'm going to walk out. I can go back through the line later. Now, that's pretty stupid because everybody knows who I am. But here's the conclusion I came to. This dude doesn't think he'd done anything wrong. He doesn't think he's done anything wrong. I'm the one who's struggling. I'm the one who needs to forgive whether he recognizes it or not. Forgiveness is not reconciliation. And by the way, folks, he's now gone. He's died. A few years ago, he died. There's never going to be any reconciliation, but I've forgiven him. Do you understand? Forgiveness is not reconciliation. Don't think that in your mind. Forgiveness requires the action of one person, you, towards the other person. Reconciliation requires two people. Do you understand? Forgiveness is not reconciliation. Here's the third one. Forgiveness is kind of tied with the first, the second one I gave you, but here's the reality. Forgiveness requires the involvement of the offender. For some reason, we think that for me to truly forgive, the offender's got to be involved. The one who hurt me has got to be involved. And, and some of us, we, we wait for somebody to call us on the phone and say to us, we're sorry. We want the person who hurt us to acknowledge, like that's going to help us out. Do you understand what I'm saying? I'm going to tell you right now, it's not going to help you out. I mean, they could call you every day for 50 years after the event and tell you, I'm sorry, I did that. That's still not going to help you out. And for some of you, the person who hurt you is gone, dead. And you're left in the bondage of unforgiveness, of the hurt. See, forgiveness does not require the other person. Do you understand what I'm saying? Say, is that for real, George? Think about Jesus. Jesus is on the cross asking the Father to what? Forgive them, for they don't know what they're doing. I mean, those folks... They're crucifying him. They're killing him. Forgiveness is an action on your part. It doesn't involve the other person. And here's the final one. And this is the one that we struggle with, and I need you to hear me about this. Forgiveness is not an event. It is a process. Did you hear me? I want you to hear me because so many of you are deceived by this. For some reason, you think it's an event. Well, if I could just come to forgiveness, then I'll be okay. But then you forgive. And here's the thing. The next day, you're still struggling. Have you noticed that? You're still struggling with the hurt. You're still struggling with the pain. And you're like, well, I forgave them. I should be over this by now. That's because you misunderstand what forgiveness is. Forgiveness is not an event. Now, let me just stop for a moment. I need, I need you to, it's not just for the people here who need to forgive. Maybe you're here and you've hurt somebody and you've asked somebody to forgive you and they don't seem to forgive. 
They haven't seemed to forgotten and they don't seem to forgive. And maybe you get, if it's like a couple relationship and you get into that intense fellowship, you know what I'm saying? You get into that argument and somebody says, well, do you remember what you did to me? And your response is, well, you forgave me. Why are you bringing it back up? I can tell you why they're bringing it back up because forgiveness is not an event. It's a process. You and I need to understand that. We've, we've embraced this lie that it's supposed to be the event and that's it. That takes care of it. But you have to understand, you've got to process the hurt. You've got to go through the process with God. And, and you know, I, I mentioned this last week. You could get, you know, if we had a five-gallon bucket here, if somebody does you a five-gallon bucket worth of offense, but you're only able to forgive a cup at a time, it takes a while to get through that process, doesn't it? So I want you to think about it for a moment. Because the reality is, is I'm going to be honest, we all struggle with this, right? Have you embraced a lie? Because you know what Jesus is going to tell you. In fact, we're going to read it here in a moment. You know what Jesus is going to tell you about the issue, but if you've embraced one of these four lies, and there are many more, folks, it becomes difficult to forgive. So what what does Jesus say about, about the issue of forgiveness? Look with me at verses 14 and 15. It's pretty straightforward. It's almost like, wow, what is he saying here? I'm doomed. Look at what he says. For if you forgive men their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive men their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive your trespasses. Wow. That's pretty direct, isn't it? He's basically calling us because you, if you're a believer here, because you have been forgiven, you need to forgive others. Pretty, pretty straightforward. So I'm going to bring out four things to you for you and I to help wrap our brain around what Jesus is saying here and wrap our hearts around it, okay? Here's the first thing I want you to see. First of all, forgiveness is tied to your relationship with Christ. Forgiveness is tied to your relationship with Christ. Recognize again that these two verses aren't just two verses stuck in the middle of his saying for for no reason at all. He is reflecting upon what he just said in verse 12 in the model prayer. He just told us to pray this way. So he's got to give an explanation. And you remember the prayer is because Jesus wants to have a relationship with you. So let me just stop for a moment. When you think about the issue of forgiveness... When you think about you forgiving somebody who's hurt you or somebody's, you've got to understand that that whole issue of forgiveness and the ability to forgive is going to come out of your relationship with Jesus Christ. Do you understand? And if you don't have a relationship with Jesus Christ, it's going to be almost impossible to forgive. Do you understand what I'm saying? You've got to have a meaningful relationship with Jesus because he's the one, listen to me, he's the one who gives you the strength to forgive. He's the one who gives you the grace to forgive because you know what it's like, don't you? Some of you are sitting there saying, well, you don't know what they did to me. You don't know how hard it is. I know how hard it is. And I know that we don't have the energy to do it. We don't have the gumption to do it. It's tied to the relationship. First thing you've got to recognize, it's tied to the relationship. Forgiveness is tied to the relationship. Here's the second thing. Here's the second thing I want you to see. Forgiveness is not tied to your salvation. You've got to recognize this in this passage. 
Because immediately somebody's saying, oh my goodness, if I don't forgive them, then I'm out, then then I'm lost. Is that what Jesus is saying here? No, no, he's not saying that. He's not telling you that you're going to lose your salvation in this passage. That's not what it's saying here. Do you understand? He's talking to a group of Jewish people. In their mind, they're okay because they're Jews. In their mind, because they are God's chosen people, they're assured of their place. So he's not talking about the issue of salvation here. He's talking about a relationship with God. If they don't forgive, that reflects something. They're not right in their relationship with God. Do you understand what I'm saying? It's not tied to the issue of salvation here. I won't believe how many times I've heard people say, well, you know, I just can't forgive them, and because of that, I'm going to be doomed. No, no, that's not the reality. You can't forgive them, but because of your lack of forgiveness, that's affecting your relationship with God. That's the issue here. That's the issue. Here's the third thing I want you to see about the issue of forgiveness. Forgiveness is rooted in the realization of God's forgiveness of our sins. Let me say that again. Forgiveness is rooted in the realization of God's forgiveness for our sins. Here's what I've noticed. I'm an observer of human beings. I'm an observer of myself. I know myself. I think I know myself. I don't know myself as well as I should know myself. My wife constantly tells me that. Study yourself, George. You're not seeing this. But the reality is this. When I have no relationship with Jesus, when I'm not interacting on a personal level with Christ, here's what I notice about myself. I'm a pretty critical person. In my critical spirit, I tend to be a fault finder, and one of the things that I tend to do is I tend to not be forgiving. Have you noticed that? If there's no relationship with Jesus, you will tend to to drift over to a negative side and you will find yourself to be a person who is not forgiving. But here's the thing. When I am having a meaningful relationship with Jesus, one of the things that comes to my mind immediately is, I don't deserve to be in your presence, God. Because I got all this stuff. All right, let's let's stop for a moment. Everybody here recognize you got some stuff? What are you talking about stuff, George? You got some sins. You got some skeletons in the closet. (coughs) What do you mean? Hey, you're a human being. You got some stuff you'd be shamed if people knowed about, right? Now here's what happened. When I interact with God in a personal relationship with him, guess what? Nothing's hidden. See, here's the thing. The ability to be able to forgive people comes because you connect with the living God and you begin to be aware of your own stuff. And it's because of that relationship with Jesus that you're able to forgive. I don't know that I believe that, George. I don't know that I really grasp that, man. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't see that. Well, you know, if you go over to Acts, I think it's chapter 5, and you meet Stephen. Stephen was stoned, and as he was being stoned, he he prayed to God, and he asked 
them to what? He asked God to forgive them because they don't know what they're doing. How, how could that come out of his mouth? Well, you read earlier that when he was selected to be a deacon, it tells you very clearly that he was a man filled with what? The Spirit. You don't, you don't experience the filling of God in your life unless you connect with God. Do you understand what I'm saying? See, forgiveness comes out of your relationship. All right, so let me just stop for a moment. You're here this morning, and, you, and, and we're talking about this issue of forgiveness, and there's this picture. that There is this mugshot in your mind. Or there is this memory. The, the data banks are flowing, and you are remembering the offense. And it's there. Boom. Right there. Boom. Smacking you in the face. Boom. And you've got this guy's name, or gal's name, or somebody's name, in your mind, and you are like really struggling this morning, like you are asking me to forgive them. How can I do that? I'm going to tell you the first step. You connect with God. And you understand what God forgave you of. Did you understand what I'm saying? I don't know if I want to. Listen, I want. did you hear some of the lies? It doesn't mean reconciliation. Nobody's telling you to go to a Steelers game with them. Do you understand what I'm saying? Nobody's telling you to go out and have a burger with them. But what, what Jesus is telling you to do is release yourself from the prison of unforgiveness by forgiving them and putting that person in the hands of God because God will ultimately deal with them one day. Do you understand? So that's how, how somebody like Stephen could say while they're stoning him and killing him, God, you forgive them. Forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. That's because he has a realization of God's forgiveness and of his own life, in his own life. That's the, here's the final thing. Here's the final thing. Here's what Jesus is saying. A lack of forgiveness reflects a rejection of forgiveness in our lives. Isn't that what you just said, George? Yeah, but sometimes we need to say it a different way. When you and I are not willing to forgive, it, it's basically you are rejecting forgiveness in your own life. Do, do you understand what I'm saying? You're rejecting that God forgave you. Because let's, let's, let's be honest here. Okay, let's, everybody understand. We're human beings. We're going to interact with people. People are going to hurt us. Everybody recognize that, right? Okay. All right, so let me... Put, give, let's flip the coin on the other side a little bit. There's another side to the coin. You know what I'm saying? You know, when you have a quarter, you got you got George Washington's face on one side, and then whatever they print on the other side that year. Okay. All right. There's another side to the coin. The one side is is that you're interacting with people. People will hurt you, right? The other side of the coin is is you're interacting with human beings. Are you ready for this? You're going to hurt somebody. Did you hear me? You're going to hurt somebody. You're going to offend somebody. Sometimes you're going to hurt them and you don't even know that you hurt them. And the reality is, is that Jesus forgives you. And when you refuse to forgive, 
it's like you're refusing the forgiveness of Christ in your life. You're not losing your salvation. But you're missing out on understanding what forgiveness is. Say, okay, George, what do we do with this? Well, let me give you two questions to think about as you try to process this this morning. And then I'm going to give you an action point. Here's what I want you to think about. Don't, you don't need to answer it right now, but I want you to write this down. I want you to think about it during the week. Here's what I want you to see. Number one, have you embraced lies concerning the issue of forgiveness? See, if you're going to really deal with the issue of forgiveness, you've got to ask yourself, have I embraced some lies? Chances are, maybe you have. Maybe you're here and you think, well, forgiveness means that I, I gotta forget, but I can't forget, so obviously I haven't forgotten. That, that's a lie. Maybe you've embraced the, the, that it requires the other person telling you I'm sorry. They may never say I'm sorry, or they're dead and they can't ever say they're sorry. Do you understand? Have you embraced some lies? You gotta ask yourself that question, because what's keeping you from asking for forgiveness? Sometimes it's lies that the enemy gives you. Have you embraced lies concerning the issue of forgiveness? Number two, are you struggling with a lack of forgiveness? Are you? Are you struggling with a lack of forgiveness? You don't have to sit too long and ponder that one, do you? Now, I'm going to tell you something. Listen, before I give you the action point, I need to tell you something, okay? Some of you got to let go of your anger. You've been carrying it a long time. And I'm going to be honest with you. You think, you think that your lack of forgiveness is just your issue? Let me just stop for a moment. That's a lie, first of all. A lack of forgiveness is not just your issue. You may want to write that one down. A lack of forgiveness is not just your issue. It affects everybody. Do you hear me? If you refuse to forgive, it affects everybody. Why? Because it's going to manifest itself in different ways in your life. You're going to be angry, short-fused, critical, unforgiving yourself in other areas. The bitterness is going to ooze out of you. Do you understand what I'm saying? It affects everybody around you. So you've got to deal with it. And the only way you can deal with it is, here's the action point. You've got to ask the Holy Spirit to help you to forgive those who've hurt you. It's a process, not an event. You've got to ask the Holy Spirit. You've got to ask the Spirit to help you to forgive those who've hurt you. And again, don't embrace that lie that says it's an event. No, it's a process. It's a process. And it's ongoing. So where are you at? It's time to release yourself from the cage, isn't it? What do you mean the cage, George? The cage of unforgiveness. You've been waiting for somebody else to come unlock you out of there. But the problem is nobody else has the key. The dude that hurt you doesn't have the key. You know who has the key? You do. And it's forgiveness. 
thank you for being with us this morning. And we trust that today's message has been both challenging and an encouragement to your heart. At Kerwinsville Christian Church, a warm welcome is always extended to you. We're located at 700 State Street, Kerwinsville, Pennsylvania. For more information about our ministry, please visit us on the web at www.kerwinsvillechristian.org. Now, on behalf of George Cannon and the entire church family, we hope that you will look to the Heavenly Father in all that you face this coming week.